every single thought that we have is sent through our body because where do you feel emotion? Mm. But emotion starts in here, mm. starts with a thought. Dr. Viv here and welcome on Reset with Dr. Viv. On this episode, I have got a wonderful guest, Don Katie. And Don is a former chronic pain and autoimmune sufferer who healed herself and learned to walk again, putting three diseases in remission without drugs. She developed the multi-award winning um, method called the Neural Alignment Method bringing together the world's best healing techniques for chronic illness and emotional pain to help sufferers by showing them how their body heals through connecting and communicating with their mind and body. She also had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Phil on the subject of chronic pain and has written several topics about it. It's my honor to have um, Dawn here. But before we get onto that, guys, if you have not already subscribed to my YouTube channel or the podcast, hello. What's going on? Click subscribe, click subscribe, click subscribe. And if you're not already connecting with me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, I love to connect. So guys, all links are in description. Let's get connected. Wow, Dawn, how are we doing? I'm really good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I mean, it's amazing. I'm in the UK, you're in Australia. <laughs> My evening, your morning. Oh, no, no, your evening, my morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, thank, thanks so much for, you know, for, for coming on, on here. You have an amazing story. 30 yeah. years chronic pain, mm -hmm. autoimmune disease, yeah. mm -hmm. suffering a disability, my days. And you're here, like, smiling and, you know, <laughs> being jovial and everything. Like, tell me more about those things. So, um... It started, the chronic pain actually started when I was one. So what happened was I started to have um, ear infections. Um, my nose was running. I had to have my tonsils removed. Then I had kidney problems. And it's, it was just this cascade of things that just happened. So, yeah. So the latest with the disability was interesting when i was five and a half months pregnant i slipped and i was left disabled and what happened was i was pretty much written off by the medical community they just said look Dawn, there's nothing that we can be done you've had the procedures i was addicted to painkillers mm -hmm. i was suicidal and pretty much all what was left was to be referred to a clinical psychologist just to deal with the mental health of being in pain constantly. So that's a gist of the story. I mean, we can go into it in greater detail, but the reason why I do what I do is because I want people to know that just because you've been told that nothing can be done in that avenue doesn't mean to say that there's not another road, that there's not another path, that there's not somebody else out there who can truly help you. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So, so I know you mentioned obviously the, okay, the, the chronic pain mm -hmm. and, you know, the autoimmune and, you know, the disability and such powerful words that, um, 
you know, one avenue is not necessarily the end. Yeah, that's um, right. How did you manage through the chronic pain or the autoimmune phase? Because there are people who are going through chronic pain right now that mm-hmm. have have been feeling the pressure and don't know. You, you know, you know how you're going through stuff and you're like, "Why me? How did I get to this?" That sort of thing. How did you manage all that process? It was a bumpy ride. I'll be honest with you. And this is why I do this because honestly, I've not come across many people that have got out of chronic pain. And there's a, there's a myth behind it. It's as if it's a life sentence that once you have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, chronic pain, autoimmune disease, it's almost like that's, that's the end of the road. This is your life. Your life is going to be of suffering. But honestly, Dr. Vid, it's not true. It's a complete, an utter um, misconception and complete misunderstanding because the body has an innate ability to heal. But the reason why these things happen is because your body's trying to tell you that there's something wrong. See, pain is communication of the body saying there's something wrong. It's an alarm system. And unless you know how to communicate with your body, the chances are of you understanding and breaking the cycle are very, very slim. And this is unfortunately what happens with Western medicine, conventional medicine, traditional medicine, whatever you want to call it, is they don't teach you how to communicate with your body. They take the power away from you. Therefore, they're in control. And you can never heal from chronic pain or disease unless you take responsibility for your health. Um, The systems that are set up in most countries take away from that. Wow. So what does the system do? that is not really helping that other people, that people naturally probably should be doing themselves? Yeah, that's a really great question, Dr. Viv. Let me just take it back and just to completely share with you that Western medicine, traditional medicine, whatever you want to call it, is incredible. Acute pain, two completely different things. So acute pain is operations, appendicitis, you have a car accident, broken limbs, you have a heart attack amazing you can't take away from what they've come on leaps and bounds with scientific studies however when it comes to a chronic issue completely different but they use the same approach and just for just for the um so that the audience understands so acute pain is like short-term pain isn't it like saying that you know that okay it's it's it had a start and then it's going to have an end whereas chronic is ongoing long term Exactly. That's exactly right. And chronic issues is such as autoimmune disease, disease. Um, they actually class cancers because it can, you can go into remission for a while, but then you've got a chance of getting it after five or 10 years and they do the screening. And then you've got fibromyalgia and chronic pain where you're just in physical pain. So those are chronic issues, completely different way of actually managing and dealing and helping people get over it. So what happens with chronic pain, which is really interesting, is the body goes, there's something wrong. What you've been doing is not working. So I'm going to send you pain because something has to change. What are we told? Take a painkiller. That is where the medicine route doesn't work because if you have a chronic issue and that pain is constant and it's always there and it keeps coming back, it's not just acute, then painkillers are not the right treatment. Painkillers are brilliant when it's acute because it takes the edge off. It gets you through that time. 
incredible. Chronic, once you have been taken, so I work with um, allied health professionals, that's what they call it in Australia, which is like physiotherapists, exercise physiologists, so it's those kinds of people in rehabilitation. And they've read research papers and told me that after nine weeks, painkillers are not good because your body replaces, because everything that you take, your body matches chemically, otherwise you wouldn't be able to absorb it. Right. Yeah, so painkillers are then having to be upped and upped and upped and up to have the same impact as they did when you first started them. So you're like chasing yourself. And then what do the painkillers do? They break down your organs, like your liver and your kidneys. And so then you're just on this, I've got to take another pill for that symptom, another pill for that symptom. And then suddenly you're on 32 tablets a day in crippled pain, which is where I ended up. So that's what I'm trying to say is, if you have chronic pain or disease, in order to get over that and heal yourself, you have to take responsibility for your health. The medical system is not going to be the one that's going to help you to heal. It's not designed for that. It's designed for a cue. Wow, wow, wow. Is, so what, what, um, what sort of steps, or in taking responsibility now, what sort of practical steps do you suggest? Yeah. So first, which is really difficult, because if you think about the programming that we've had, especially in the UK, the whole healthcare system is free. I know that you're paying through national insurance, but it's set up and it's free. So the first hurdle that you've got to come over is if you look at how the system's set in the UK with the national insurance, you have free healthcare. So you're covered. And basically what happens is, is you've given your power over to the NHS. But your health is completely your responsibility because if you really think about life, there's only one thing that you have complete and utter responsibility for and power over, and that is your health. No one else has that. No one else is living in your body, nor do they understand what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. I don't know if anybody here, but I personally, I went to the doctors and I'd say I'd have a symptom and they'd be like, disregarding it. No, nah, doesn't fit into the box. It doesn't make sense. So you'd think that you were making things up. Wow. So that's the first step. Once you overcome that and you go, you know what, I'm taking back my power, my health is my responsibility, is to recognize and understand the connection between the mind and the brain. We've isolated these things that the body is a mechanical thing. It's an object that heals, it hurts itself, but you can just have an operation, put metal plates in. And then the mind is completely separate. It's not the one of the same. So when you learn to actually work with your mind, you can channel the power from your mind to instruct your body to heal. They work together. Wow. 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 And I guess we're coming on to your neural alignment method. That's um, right. Now, a lot of people are like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> we're saying that you said your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. Which other? Yeah. Which means that how I think mm-hmm. is probably going to affect the physical manifestation in my body. Yep. Tell me more about. Tell us more about all that. Okay, so we have about. I think the last time I researched with 
it was 30 trillion cells in our body and each cell is a living organism on its own. Every thought that you have, every belief that you feel. So if you, for example, say, I'm never going to get out of pain. So you have a belief, I'm never going to get out of pain. Then all your thoughts are geared towards, this is my life. I'm never going to get any better. The pain is getting worse. Do you see the pattern there? So what's happening is, it's like a radio station. So imagine that you're in a workplace, you're in a warehouse and you're working and you're packing something in the warehouse and they've got the radio station playing and the radio station is saying, you're useless. You'll never repair. There's no chance that that's going to happen. Each of those cells is like a worker within a warehouse that's listening to the tannoid, listening to the radio, that's saying that they're useless, they're worthless, they'll never repair. So why would they ever repair? You see, the thing is what we don't realize is every single thought that we have is sent through our body because where do you feel emotion? Hmm. But emotion starts in here, hmm. starts with a thought, but then you feel that emotion in your body. So you're going to get on stage and you're going to speak, Dr. Viv. You've had the thought, oh, my God, I've got to get on stage. And then you feel the sensation in your stomach. How can they not be connected? Mm. Your cells are listening to every single thing that you say. So if your thoughts are saying, I'm never going to get out of pain, you're never going to get out of pain. And that's why I create the neural alignment method, because what we do is we find the three major contributors to what's keeping you in pain. And we teach you how to rewire your brain. It's called neuroplasticity. And it's so simple. It sounds like, oh my God, rewiring my brain. What do you mean? How the hell do you do? It's so simple that it's actually frightening how simple it is. So the first thing that I did when I started working on this method was as soon as I get up on a morning, the first thing that I would say, oh my God, my pain. And I slowed it right down. And you know what? I'd not even experienced the pain until after I said the words. Wow. So you were preempting the pain. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. So I trained my mind to dictate to my body when it was in pain. And when I slowed it right down, and it was only a millisecond, but I slowed it down and I caught it. And that's when I went, oh my God, I'm contributing and creating my pain. Therefore, if this is contributing, and if I get this on side, then I can do the opposite. I can use that. I can use my thoughts to heal my body. And when that dropped, I was like, wow, that is so profound. So that's how the neural alignment method was born, just from that recognizing and at what point in your journey did you did you figure this out? So I, sorry, Lovie, what did you say? I said because that was like you know a thirty year journey. So what, like at what point? Yeah. Did you figure this out? So what had happened when I was? I'll take you back to when I was twenty 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 one. I collapsed at work in the bathrooms and I was rushed into hospital. And it was found that I only had one pint of blood left in my body and I was just about to die. 
yeah, I was going into organ failure and everything. And I was diagnosed with a disease called ulcerative colitis. And I was told I was going to die if I didn't have an operation that my bowel would perforate and kill me. So my healing journey started then. I had done a lot of work in that area then, but I needed the pieces of the puzzle every time I got a disease and then I had my disability. It was like another piece of the puzzle. Mm. I realized back then the power of the mind. So I already had some kind of inkling and knowing that my mind dictated how I would get through and how I would survive and how I would heal. But I didn't realize at what extent. So I was wheeled down to the operating theater three times to have my bowel removed. But I refused to sign the forms. And they can't operate in your, I was in the UK then, they can't operate on you until you sign the forms. And I refused to sign them. And they had all sorts of specialists coming up. Stoma nurse, and a stoma nurse is when you have your bowel removed, do you have a hole? And you have the colostomy bag. Had all sorts of people that I had my parents begging, my boyfriend at the time, please God, Don, will you just get this operation? You're going to die. I had this absolute certainty, absolute certainty that I could heal myself. Don't ask me where it came from, but I just knew. And I was discharged from hospital six weeks later with my bowel. I was told that I'd have cancer. I wouldn't be able to have children or I would die. I have a little boy. I've not had cancer and I've still got my bowel and I have no bowel issues. So that's where it started. That was the first piece of the puzzle of going, ah, okay. But you know, time passes by and you forget and you go down the rabbit holes of listening to the medical advice. Da, 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 da. And I went down there. And then what happened when I was pregnant and I slipped, three specialists in their field in 10 days turned around and went, Dawn, nothing can be done. And I crashed and fell. And I had a nervous breakdown. I um, was contemplating suicide. And when I say contemplating suicide, I was housebound. I was addicted to painkillers. And I had a 16-month-old son. And I was laid in bed in the fetal position while my husband was in the living room looking after our little boy. And I was thinking, how can I end this without them finding me? Wow. And I knew that I couldn't do it whilst my husband was here because he'd probably find me. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't allow my son to find me. That's the only thing that stopped me from taking my life was the fact that I could not traumatize my son and scar him for the rest of his life, finding his mother. Then that's where I was like, you know what? There is no other option. I have to get myself out of this because I cannot live like this. I, I can't do it. Mm. I'd have so much pain and suffering, Dr. Viv. From one years of age, I can remember being in pain when I was a baby. I can actually remember it. Now, I've worked on that and I've shifted it and there's no emotional charge. I don't get upset about it, but the memory was so raw whilst I was going through all of this. I was like, I can't do it. I'm done. Wow. And, and, and I guess, you know, it's not to say that people shouldn't take um, medical advice. That's not any, that's not what yeah. I'm saying at all. You know, she's just sharing her own journey and her, you know, her experience, you know. But it, I mean, you are, you, are a, you are a fighter and that's a lot of your story is... Is what is, is what you're showing, and I mean, I pick up 
at least two things there where your mind uh, and this our mind is so powerful so powerful you know i hear this thing that they say sometimes it's not necessarily the sickness that kills people it's even it's just the fear of it because a lot of times we are preempting the things that are to come the worst that can happen the worst that can happen the worst that can happen our minds are already preempting it you know, and it, it, it's so powerful what you, what you said around that, that you're already preempting it. So you're, you know, you're, ex, you're we're expecting it. And so we're, you know, we're making it happen. It's manifesting um, because our minds have thought it, you know. And then one thing as well that I want to um, take, I like to take away, and I say this to people, because I'm glad that you said it, is a lot of times people think you've got to always be strong. You know, but you went through that experience and you had your strong days when you fought and said, you're not doing this, but you had moments where you were just like, you know what, I've had enough of this life, you know? And it's so important that people hear that, that it's okay to have low moments. It's not the, the, but the good thing, the, the thing to note is that those moments will not last forever. That's right. You know, and the other thing as well that I picked up that you said is you had a purpose. Your child gave you purpose, you know, and, and I realize that sometimes when we, what are we in this world for? Sometimes we leave ourselves, but when we can connect or find a higher purpose, something outside of us, it gives us something to live for, something to, you know, cling to and something to, that just gives us a sense of purpose and identity. And wow, I'm thankful for your husband and I'm thankful for your child. And it, that you have a child, you have your bowel, you have good health, you know, despite everything, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. There are people, sorry, did you want to say something? I was actually going to say <clears throat> the two things that you have to hold on to in the beginning when you're suffering from any kind of disease, pain, cancer, two things. One thing has to be the purpose for yourself and the other has to be external to someone else. So mine was my son, and my other was, I am not doing this, I am not living with pain. So one has to be for yourself, and the other has to be for someone else, because if you live for somebody else, then what happens when that relationship breaks down? Mm. You have not in sovereignty, and you are not holding your ground, and you're not being strong within yourself, and you don't think you're worthy enough to be here for you. But you need that other person because when it gets really tough, you might not be able to be holding the space for yourself. You might not think that you're enough to get through this. But when you anchor to someone else, like a child, a partner, a pet, doesn't matter who it is, but you anchor to someone else, when it gets too much, you can pull yourself back and go, you know what, I'm going to do it for you. Real words there, real words there. And, and you, make, you make a good point because, first of all, we must want to be strong for ourselves. That's right. You know, we, we must believe that we are enough. We are, we are good enough. We must have that worth. Then we link on to someone else for a higher purpose. But first of all, we must start by knowing that we are worth it. We are worth life. We are worth, we're good enough. Yeah. We are worth it and we are good enough. Wow, so, so powerful, so powerful. Um, there are people that are going through pain or going through, I don't just want to just focus on just the pain or the, or, you know, maybe they're going through something that yeah. is going on a long time. 
it's stressing them out mm-hmm. um it's taking their mind it's taking it's you know make it's taking the identity you know like it could be it could be like an illness it could be something else what sort of advice will you give those people the first thing is to know that everybody hits rock bottom at some point some of us just go a bit further than others and just recognizing and owning the fact that you're still here and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel Mm. but if you don't believe there is then there isn't because this is the most powerful thing. And once you get your mind on board, you can achieve anything. It doesn't even have to be about pain and suffering. It can be about business. It can be about anything. If you have your mind geared towards what you want to achieve in life, you will make it happen. You have to believe in that. And it starts with believing in yourself. And I just want to say that I had crippling self-worth issues. And when I say crippling, I mean, when I started my business, Dr. Viv, for three days, I'd be in the fetal position, thinking I wasn't good enough to go out there and teach people. I'd convince myself that I wasn't good enough to teach people. And I went and got a coach. And he tried for four months. This was when I was first just getting myself an understanding and created the method And for four months, he was telling me I was good enough. But I didn't believe him because you have to believe it in yourself. And sometimes it has to be a shock. Hmm. I just want people to know that it's a journey, it's a process, and it takes time. And just not, God, it gets easier and easier and easier. It really, really does. It's just really messy in the beginning. Really, really messy. And then it's confusing, and then it's per- it's just perfect. It's perfection. It's a deep cellular level of going, you know what, I'm not here alone. There is someone or something helping and holding and guiding me. But in the beginning, it's hard to access that, but I just want people to know it's messy in the beginning, and it's confusing, and then it's beautiful. And when you can recognize that that's a process, you'll never give up. Right. So, like, you know, I, I think you just hit on, it on, hit on it, which is process, because many times we want to, it's easier to want it now. We all want things now, right? And I, I mean, I, I know even from some of the things that I want to do, it's can be very, it can feel almost discouraging because you, like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Like, why isn't things getting better now? But it's all like a process. And something else that you said, and this is something that I tend to say to people, is that what we believe of ourselves is more important than what other people believe of us. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know, what you believe about yourself is more important until you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm you are not making progress. Whatever the coach was saying makes no difference. <laughs> it made no difference. No difference, you know. Thanks for, you know, thanks for, for, for sharing that. And, um, you know, for those who are going through things now that it seems like um, things are not getting better, is to keep, please keep believing and keep um, having faith and more believing in yourself. 
as well. You know, you, you know, you said something there about um, self-esteem and self what what caused that? Was it what you were going through or just you? And I asked that question for a good reason, because many times things steal our confidence. Mm-hmm. Things steal our self-esteem. We go through things in life and we think, oh dear, this has happened to me. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Was that the same for you? And when did when did it when did it break or when when did things shift? So the reason behind my self-worth was my mum told me she didn't want me. She blatantly straight out said it. All my childhood, I was rejected, not wanted, um, abused in many ways. And was this because of your chronic illness? or No, she just didn't want children. Wow. And she was hoping that she would have a boy. And when it was a girl, it was just the end of the world for her. She didn't want to be a mother. Wow. So, so the mother represents unconditional love. So when your mother is not giving you love, then how can you love yourself? It's impossible. Hmm. Because the, the way that you're taught, so your parents are here to teach you and guide you and show you. They're not here to teach you what to think. They're here to teach you how to think. So you can think for yourself. But in order for you to grow and thrive, you have to have unconditional love. And I don't know about you, but I don't know many people that have had unconditional love from a mother. It's, it's, a, difficult, it's a difficult task to be given, to give unconditional love 24-7 when you've got your own stuff going on. Mm. See, we're only consciously aware probably what, I don't know, is it, I think it's 12 or 13%. Chronic pain, it's 5 and 7%. You're consciously aware of what you're doing. But the average person is probably aware of between 10 12% of the time. So the chances of you giving unconditional love constantly to a child is quite rare. So if you've not got that foundation, then it's almost impossible for you to have self-worth. Because if your mother didn't love you, then you're worth nothing. Wow. wow. Yeah? Wow. That's how it started for me. And it's taken a long time for me to be able to work on myself and get that self-worth. It's taken a long time for me to appreciate. And when I share with people my story, my journey, they're just in awe and they're taken back. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that's my life. That's what happened. Like there's still a part that I don't fully accept because the wounded child is still there. But the more things that you achieve and the more things that you recognize and love about yourself and own you just heal and it's a process it's a beautiful process because when you start collecting these parts of you that have been fragmented and you've given your power away to various people and you start pulling that back then you start to feel really worthy to be here and it's beautiful wow 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 yeah I don't even know where to go from that right now. <laughs> I did a good job then. <laughs> oh, no, you, you did. You did. A, you did an amazing job. So, like, you know, Don, like, if people wanted to connect with you, or yeah. how, how how can they connect with you? So, I really want to give your listeners 
a beautiful gift and it's something that I use in my pain clinics. So I actually have pain clinics in Sydney and it's the start of the journey and the process. And what it is, it's a two or three minute meditation and you listen to it twice a day and it's my voice guiding you through. And this is the start of shifting and moving stress and anxiety from the brain. So it's able to then put a coherent signal. And what that means is that everything's in harmony. It's just beautiful. Everything's working together. All of the systems are working together. And it takes three minutes, like twice a day. So on a morning, on a night, in 10 days, it will change your life. You'll start to recognize that I'm not snapping anymore. You'll start to recognize that you start to appreciate the things that are in your life. All with connecting with our body starts with connecting back with your body. So I'd love to gift that with um, a video explaining why it works and how it works, as well as a diary so you can keep track of how you're doing, how different you're feeling, what came up for you. And usually I have people work on that seven to 10 days and they have profound shifts and changes and they feel different within themselves. They feel more in control. And that's the start of the healing journey. I'd love to give that to your listeners. And where can they go? Where, where can people go for, for this? I'm more of a Facebook. I'm old school, I think. So Facebook, you connect with me on Alleviate Pain. So you can find the group, which is um, healyourself.dc. So heal yourself. Every two weeks, I give lots of tools and techniques and free videos, all sorts of stuff. Okay. You can connect with me that way and we'll drop the link yeah. for a free gift. Okay. Nice, nice. Thanks so much, Don. Guys, like the link will be in the description so you can pick up pick up on, on that and connect with, with, with Don. Don, we're in very tricky times now and, and, and we're beginning to wrap up. Like I feel like... <laughs> We could go on. There's so many bits that, you know, we can, you know, we could talk about, but um, we're in tricky times now. Many people are going through this pandemic and are struggling, trying to find themselves. What next? Um, Where do I go to? What do I do? How do I cope? Um, Thankfully, things are hopefully getting better. (laughs) You know, and we don't experience another peak, you know, thankfully. Where things are getting better and hopefully we don't experience another peak. But as people navigate this period that we are, mm-hmm. what advice do you give to people in how people can navigate these times? That's a really good question. The first thing to remember is that the only thing that you can control is your reaction. You can't control people. Can't control circumstances, you can't control what's going on in regards to the economy. You have no control over any of that, but you have control how you respond and react to it. So if you've programmed your mind to be in constant fear, you're affecting your entire body. And we've learned from this conversation that we had if your mind is not on your side, you will end up in more pain and suffering. Well, guys, you heard it. You heard it right from the horse's mouth, as we, as they say. <laughs> Don, it's been so amazing having you on. Um, I mean, I'm thankful for you, and you know, thankful for your journey, and thankful for the wisdom, you know, that you get to share. Guys, we've come to the end of another episode. I hope you found this helpful. Remember, please, 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 
If you're not already subscribed to me on YouTube, if you're not already subscribed to the channel on, on to the podcast as well, please do so now. Get subscribing, get subscribing, get subscribing. If you're not already connected with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all links are in description. I love to connect. I love to hear from you guys. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And if there are topics you want us to discuss or people you want me to bring on, like I am down, like, you know, let me know guys, let me know, but let's get connecting. All of Don's links are also in description. So please, please, please do reach out. Don, thank you so much again. Listeners, thank you so much again. Until next time, take care, stay well, and God bless.